Hi, I'm Tara, and you're listening to You Should Write a Book, the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the differences between being broke and being poor. I don't know exactly how I got here. Well, that's not true. I can go back and identify all of the plot lines along the way, the decisions that seemed to be good ones at the time, but I still can't quite comprehend the enormity of my fall. First, I want to say up front that this isn't dry begging. This is not meant to elicit donations to the cause. It is meant to shine a light on a way of life that very few know anything about, even if they are sympathetic to those who are considered, quote, unquote, poor. And to share a message of hope. So, this is a month in the life. Let's begin. Just a quick refresher of the events that led me to this place. I had what I thought to be a successful career as a full-time minister in a church. It ended badly for so many reasons. And chief among many was the thought of re-entering a church filled me with paralyzing dread. I had the opportunity to extend my short-term disability to long-term, but I thought, hey, I can still work. I just can't work in the church. Turns out that my master's degree and experience at running a very small, successful not-for-profit are not seen as having much value outside of the insular world of churchland. Who knew? I decided to use my skills and experience, both personal and professional, to help people find a way to get a divorce in the healthiest way possible. The only path I found to do this work was to become a franchisee with a nationwide franchise, and I ended up with an area in central Alberta. I did okay financially, but never well. When the franchise decided to almost double the amount that I would have to charge for a simple divorce agreement, I had to end my time with them. I'm a really good salesperson, but even I couldn't manage those numbers in a much less wealthy area than either of the competing urban centers. Again, I was confident in my skills, abilities, and experience. Went about looking for work. Oh, how wrong I was. Between last November and now, I have taken $36,000 from my own money that is currently locked into a locked-in retirement account. I still have a considerable amount left in it, but for reasons I barely comprehend, I can't access it again until at least next April. Because of these two withdrawals, I was broke, but not quite poor, for about 10 months. Being broke, and Lord knows I've been there before, just meant no trips, no many petties no haircuts, and no new clothes that fit. Annoying, but tolerable. But now, I'm poor. Here's how it's different. It's different because I had to call the insurance company and to try to convince them that no, I don't have a job, and that no, I don't drive my car for anything on a regular basis, And can you please take me down to recreational use only for my car? 
by the way, my car is literally now the only thing I own. Being poor is having to go to the bank and changing all of my credit to have no interest accrued for 60 days on both my line of credit and my credit card. This is now coming to an end, so I'll have to go in and beg again. And I no longer have access to any credit at all. Being poor is applying for emergency financial assistance from the government. Yes, I know I'm not your typical client. Yes, I can show you proof of the 10 to 14 applications I make a week for employment. Yes, I've applied for lower paid positions with a resume, an account that doesn't include my degrees. Yes, you're right. They only have to Google me or look my name up on LinkedIn to see that I have a master's degree, professional accreditations. And yes, I understand that once they've seen them, they're afraid that I'm overqualified and won't stay in the position long enough to make it worth their effort. Yes, I know. As for the application process for emergency financial assistance, the barriers are really high. I asked the worker who called me about people who don't have access to a printer required to reply to it with an actual handwritten signature. She says they're working on it. Ugh. It's one thing to be able to use the library to print the forms off for free. It's another to be able to scan them to be able to send them back electronically. And no, they don't accept photos. Just as an aside, I do have a printer, but it's out of cyan ink. It won't print anything at all until that's replaced. And until it's replaced, it won't even let me use it as a scanner. So there's that. And about the job search, I do know that people are trying to be helpful with their suggestions. I really do. But when it's been almost a year of searching for work and hearing nothing but crickets with the occasional rejection email just to verify that I didn't stack up, it's beyond demoralizing. Have I thought about applying for that particular job? Not only have I thought about it, I've done it more than once. What about a non-professional job? Yep, applied for those too. Did you hear that such and such organization is hiring? Excellent. Please, please, just don't tell me to send in an application. At this point, all advice is just damaging if it doesn't come with an introduction to someone in the organization because I'm delightful in person. Another thing about being poor, I never leave the house. I think I added a picture to this post with the podcast on it. Today is November 20th. It last snowed on November 7th. I have yet to clear the steps down to my car. Why, you might ask? Because leaving the house costs money and I literally don't have any. It's a good thing I don't drink or do drugs or I'd be hooped. Being poor is running out of antidepressants and going without for four days before you finally get up the courage to go to the pharmacy 
and ask if they could please give you five days worth so that you can get your emergency medical benefits sorted. And what does that look like? Sitting on a chair beside the pharmacist counter, sobbing and hoping beyond hope that you don't see anyone that you know because they might figure out that you only have enough money to buy milk and bread. And being poor is standing at the dairy section, seeing that the lactose-free milk, the only kind you can use, is on sale for $2 off for two liters, and trying to decide if you can afford to buy two and save $4. Should be okay. The best before date is a month away, so I splurged. Being poor is wanting to buy a loaf of bread to have toast with the homemade chili you made. I got a good deal on ground beef a few weeks back, and cans of beans are always cheap. But seeing that the discount only works if you buy two loaves. So I paid full price for one loaf, because after all, it's only me. Being poor is going to the self-checkout with your two containers of milk and your one loaf of bread. And just hoping beyond hope that there's enough room on your last remaining credit card to pay the $12 purchase. Because you would rather die than have none of your cards work and have to leave the store with nothing while people watch you scurry away. Being poor is applying for a food hamper and hoping beyond hope that all of those lovely church ladies that you know who volunteer at the food bank don't see her application that says under income received in the last 30 days, a long line of zeros. And being poor is dreading having to go and pick up the food hamper for the same reasons. Being poor is putting on a winter coat that you bought on sale five years ago to find that it no longer zips up, but knowing you can't afford a new one. Even a new used one. Between the medication side effects and my anxiety about leaving my house, let's just say I've ballooned into someone I no longer recognize. I have an oversized fall jacket, so layering will have to do for now. Being poor is having to ask a friend to use his credit card so that you can at the very least, keep your website up and running and crying with gratitude when he said yes. Which leads me to a personal statement of hope along with a reflection about people who are not as lucky as me. I work about 9 to 10 hours a day at my computer. Often I get up in the middle of the night to do just one more thing before I can actually get any sleep. A portion of that time is looking for and applying for jobs, but the majority of it is working on my own business. TRL Consulting consists of dreaming up marketing strategies for my marriage preparation courses, one of the only things that I know for sure that I'm good at. 
and working out specific speaking engagement ideas. At the moment, I'm most excited about a presentation that I did eons ago for my kids' classes on self-esteem and tying it in with today's curriculum so I can market to schools grades 4 to 6. As well, I have a presentation worked out that I'm hoping I'll be able to present to surgeons about essentially work-life balance, although I'm loath to use the phrase. I did say at the beginning that this isn't meant to be dry begging, but I will put this one out there. If anyone has any ideas about how to access any grants or even investors in this kind of work I hope to accomplish, let me know. The reason I can even pursue the aforementioned business ideas is because of the education and experience that I have, the same things that are at the moment preventing me from securing a full-time job. In addition, I have amazing people around me, professional people who love and support me and who help me move towards success. I would be lying if I didn't add that it is brutally and maniacally difficult to keep doing this hour after hour and day after day because it requires me to access my creative side. And when you're this fucking poor, your creative side is really hard to find. You know, hierarchy of needs and shit. Hoping I still have a roof over my head heat to stave off the cold and food in my belly takes up a lot of my bandwidth at the moment. Many of you have been broke. Being broke sucks, and I thought that it was awful. Being poor is worse. I'll never look at people who are dead-ass poor the same again. Financial help is so hard to access. Saving money requires money to begin with, as illustrated by the story of buying bread. And oh my God, the humiliation. If anyone asks me how I am right now, I lie. I say I'm doing okay. Why? Because if I start telling them the truth, it starts to sound like this. <laughs> and either one of two things will happen. First, it might sound like I'm asking for money and I'm really not. And secondly, and this is the worst, if I tell them how I'm really doing, they'll stop asking at all because they just won't know what to say. And then I'll not only be fucking poor, but I'll be alone. Don't leave me alone. I'm not sure how to end this, so I'll simply end it here. Thanks for listening. Bye.